Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's special cross-show edition of the Believe in Steelers and Believe in Ravens podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. NFL Week 5 is here. If you want to place a bet on any of the football action, BetOnline is the place to do it. 365-24-7, regardless of what sport it is, make sure y'all check out BetOnline.ag. You can see the promo code on your screen right now. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by Swag and You, two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh, Steelers scout Ike Taylor. IT, we had to keep today's guest in the Believe Network family. Right. It's only right. It's only right, especially when Pittsburgh played the Ravens. You got to keep it in the family, even though we don't act like we're family. I like the way he introduced you, two-time Super Bowl champ. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate that, D.W. Like, well, you 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 worse than Ike and Tina. Sometimes it could get like that. <laughs> Daniel Wilcox, welcome to the show. Good to see you. I know we've done this in the past. Always fun to talk Steelers and Ravens. You're on the road, but I figure it's like, who better to talk to than Ike and Daniel, two players who played for the team. So welcome to the show. Welcome aboard. Mark, thank you guys for having me on, man. It's always a pleasure to come on you guys. So you guys are top notch, man. Let's do this. Appreciate you, D. Ike, where do you want to start with this matchup? Because there's a lot of directions we can go. I'm going to give you first crack, Ike. Man, D, I just want to uh, just just your opinion. Pretty much everybody's healthy. You know, Baltimore really wasn't healthy last year. They had they had a lot of uh, injuries, especially starting like starters, especially on defense. Um, just give me some insight on what you think how Baltimore is looking this year so far with Lamar. Uh, Lamar coming back, he got his contract. And they picking up a few new receivers, some pieces. OBJ been out for a few games, but you know you pick up a Zay, you pick up a Zay man. Zay doing his thing um, in the slot, just a playmaker. Period. And we already know what Andrews can do when it comes that, to that tight end position. But what's your thought on the Ravens' offense this year? I love it so far, man. I, I think it went back to a little, a little bit more of a spread style offense, which I think works in Lamar's favor. You can't just get a beat on him so much with all the read option stuff and. You know, when you go read option, it's just like playing the option in college where you take you have one guy signed for the back, one guy signed for the quarterback every single play, and you might put a spy on Lamar. So everywhere he goes, he get hit. But in that spread, you know, he can drop back and throw it to anybody. He can hit his check downs, and then he can take off running at any moment. You know, we've been banged up this year too, Ike. I don't know what's going on over there at the Ravens facility, man. But, you know, you know, we just got Mark Andrews back healthy. I mm-hmm. got, got him out there playing. And, of course, OBJ and Bateman both kind of beat up again. You know, right now, I mean, so we still kind of banged up. We was, we was down with our best corner as well. You know, my boy Mark, you know, he's he been out for a while. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, man, to kind of see how this game plays out. But I love the Ravens offense. I love what they're doing. And I, I don't think anybody's really taking into consideration that how most of these teams didn't play their starters the entire preseason. So these first four weeks have been just like playing four preseason games for all the starters. None of our starters played preseason at all, you know. So it's kind of good to kind of get some of that rust knocked off and get a chance to roll into um, Steelers week, basically the first game of the season, week five. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. You guys are always a physical battle, and I, I don't expect anything less from y'all for somebody to get knocked out on the first play of the game. All right, let's 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 keep going left. Um, from what Baltimore at, Maryland, let's keep going left all the way up to Pittsburgh. 
Your thoughts on what you see in the first four games on Pittsburgh offense? I, I like what I'm seeing so far, man. I think y'all still got a lot of, you know, production as far as, the, you know, just kind of get more consistent and stuff like that, mm -hmm. man. But to me, Najee is your workhorse. You still got to just get the ball to Najee and just let him pound the rock as much as possible. You know, you can't get cute, man. You got a great defense. You always have a solid defense in Pittsburgh. So to me, the key is y'all just running the ball, running down people's throats, and just out physicaling people. I mean, that's always been Pittsburgh game. I don't see any reason to try to change it now just because it's a it's a um, touch league, right? Uh, what you call it, flag football? You know, it just it's flag football now. So everybody's trying to look back and get them. Everybody's trying to drop back and be pretty and cute and throw the ball all over the field, man. But I mean, you know, in our in our worlds, you know, it's pound the rock first. You know, throw the ball second, you know. So, I mean, I'm not mad what I've seen in Pittsburgh. Like I said, I, I feel like you guys are doing the same thing that we're doing. You're knocking the rust off everybody right now. These first four games, you can't be, really be mad at anything. Like, let them go how they're going to go. It really, the way the season is playing around now, the Ravens had so many injuries the last four or five years, man. Like, we're not even playing no starters in preseason. We're not even risking losing all guys when it don't count. You know, and I think everybody's kind of starting to kind of pick up their own that around the league. And that's a huge change for Harbaugh because when I played for him, we played every snap, almost every preseason, every snap and training camp. It was like it was this old smash mouth football type, Bear Bryant type offense at first and defense. And now he's starting to kind of come off of that because he's lost some valuable guys too early. Yeah, I think I think Sean McVay kind of started that um, over there with the L.A. Rams. He started that like five, five years ago. And a lot of people started talking about what he was doing. Then he wound up winning the Super Bowl. And once he won the Super Bowl, everybody was like, since it's a copycat league, everybody was like, you know what? I'm just going to start in the rest of my starters too in the preseason. We'll get Daniel back here in just a second, Ike. Where I look at this too, Ike, is check this out. You always tell me to listen to what the players are saying. And I see what Najee Harris to media members uh, just yesterday on Wednesday. And I look at it from the standpoint of a leadership uh, trait, Ike, and I know he's been a captain in years past, and you have to give the captaincy to your quarterback. I certainly understand that. But I look at it from the standpoint of the Steelers have struggled offensively. That's no secret. But he's saying the players have to be accountable and we have to do our end. And I thought Najee ran really, really hard in that week four game against the Texans. And part of my frustration on that fourth and one play when the Steelers are down 16 to six in the second half and they're struggling was I thought Najee had the hot hand in that game. And I think he's finally starting to understand that I need to run more North and South. I understand what style of running back that I am. And that I can't get away with some of the same things that I could say in college at an NFL level from a leadership standpoint, Ike, and everyone wants to point to Matt Canada or the struggles of Kenny Pickett. He was saying as players point blank period, we need to all raise our level of play and all need to be accountable and that it's on the players. And whether that's true or not, Ike, from a leadership standpoint, it was very eye-opening to me and, and good on Najee for saying that to media members on Wednesday. Yeah, the good thing I like about Najee, he always going to be growing about his conversations, whether you like it or not. Um, but it, the good thing about the growth and development of Najee is you always got to start off with I. So Najee could have went left. He could have said something totally different when it came down to what happened in Houston. But at the same time, he just kept it player. <laughs> the player kept it player. So Najee was just like, you know, players play, coaches coach. But at the same time, man, um, as a player, we was doing a lot of things on the field that we usually don't do. So 
Um, I do agree on that fourth and one. I definitely would have gave it to Najee because Najee did have the hot hand. Um, but we didn't, and that was last week. But at the same time, I just, you know, give kudos to Najee for starting off with I. Yeah, we're trying to get Daniel back here. As, uh, Daniel, can you can you hear us now? We're trying to get you back here in the conversation. Okay. Can you hear me, Mark? We've got yeah. you. Okay, sorry about that. All good. We're just talking about how to try to fix some of the Steelers' offensive struggles in week four coming off a game where they finished the game with 225 yards of offense in the first half, limited to 53 total yards of offense. And, you know, you're mentioning Najee Harris. I think it starts and stops with him to where if you can establish him in the running game, it sets up play action, something Kenny Pickett has demonstrated the ability to do. And leaning on the personnel that you do have, Steelers are going to be starting a rookie left tackle in Broderick Jones this weekend. Uh, so that's going to be a key matchup is can he set the edge and protect Kenny Pickett's blind side as well. But getting the running game going with Najee Harris, Jalen Warren and company, that's going to be absolutely huge for the Steelers. Yeah, he won't be able to protect his blind side at all this week. Maybe next week. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. Brock. Broderick really, he, he been getting some burn, but he been getting burned like with the baby steps. And it's it just, I mean, I guess it's coming at a good time. I would say, D, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, you just keep seeing, I seen this with uh, Marquise Pouncey, man. I just seen 30, 40 yards down the field, he finishing plays, and them guys don't come around too often, you know, on um, whether yeah. it's a running play or whether he's just trying to block, you know, help a receiver get open. But when you got a young athletic guy like Broderick, um, running down the field like that. Of course, he's going to make his mistakes, but at the same time, you know, he he's always been a dog uh, when it comes down to being on the field, super athletic. But I think Pittsburgh did a good job by just not just letting him just jump in there because he's a first-round draft pick, but just kind of like baby-stepping him. So this going this gonna to test him right – this going to test him right here on what's going on, especially going against y'all, the Baltimore Ravens. And we know when you talk about the Baltimore Ravens, if it's one thing y'all going to have, y'all going to have some linebackers. Right. Yeah, we're going to rush the passer, man, like crazy. This is going to be a heck of a test for that kid. You know, you you definitely don't want to throw guys into the fire, but this is the game that you want your best players on the field. So if Broderick is that guy for you guys, you want to put him out there and just see what happens, you know, let him swim or sink, you know, and he's going to go against some dogs this week. You know, Jadavion um, Clowney is over there. He's pressuring yeah. the quarterback. He's missing more sacks than he's making right now, but he's in your quarterback face almost every series back and try to throw the ball, man. So, He'll definitely get tested out there, and we're going to see what these guys are going to bring to the table this week. Um, I love seeing young guys get thrown in the fire, man. You know, I was a part of that book, Next Man Up, you know, when they did that thing in Baltimore back in the day. So I'm all for young guys getting a chance to get out there and actually show what they can do and give them an opportunity to earn it, you know, to earn the money that you're giving them. Because, you know, these kids nowadays, they get money before they even step foot on the field and do anything. You know, this way you can actually see, you know, if your if front office guys did their job, right? You know, I mean, I'm excited, man. You know, I always love to see this week, man. You know, Pittsburgh versus the Rams. It's going to be a heck of a game always. I wish I could have been in Baltimore this weekend and Pittsburgh this weekend to see this game. Absolutely. Daniel, when we talked with you the last time, Lamar Jackson hadn't got his contract extension ironed out with the Ravens yet. He has the Ravens off to a 3-1 and one start. Got some new weapons around him, too. New offensive coordinator, what have you seen? I mean, it doesn't look like there's any buyer's remorse. I think that Ravens could easily be off to a 4-0 start, if not for no pass interference called in overtime of that Colts game. Yeah. But what have you seen from Lamar since he's gotten the big extension? 
I feel like it's just patience, man. Like, even with, with Munkin right now, I just feel like everything is just they're pacing themselves. I don't feel like they've opened up the playbook yet. I feel like they're treating these first four games like with baby steps. And I'm not I'm not saying they're trying to lose games intentionally because they definitely lost the game last week that they could have they won against the Colts, you know, I mean, the week before last, you know. But um, I'm not saying that they, they're not taking the training wheels off the offense because Lamar has already been given the green light change plays at the line of scrimmage, the whole nine yards. He's got more freedom now than he's ever had as a quarterback in this league, you know, underneath Munkin, man. So I'm excited to kind of see what's going to happen as he develops. And you can tell Lamar is not trying to run at all right now. You know, he's really not trying to use his legs. He's trying to sit in the pocket, throw the ball, find his receivers downfield, and feed those beasts that he has. Because this is the best receiving for I think the Ravens have ever had, like, period. Like, ever. And that's saying a lot because I was a Raven receiver at one point myself. You know, but I feel like this is as deep as they've ever been. You know, you got Duvernay, you know, you got Bateman, you got Zay Flowers, you got OBJ, you got Mark Andrews, you got Isaiah Likely behind Andrews. You know, you got some dogs out there, man. It's, it's, it's more guys out there. Every time you turn around, even Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, he's a dude too now. I mean, don't sleep. You know, so this is probably the best receiving core I think I've ever seen Lamar have in his tenure being, in a, being a Raven. And I feel like they let one get away from him with the Colts. But I, I, they're not gonna. They, they're not. They, they're coming prepared for this game. I can guarantee you. Ike, you know, you know, this ain't one of them games that you sleep on. This is rivalry, a rivalry week game. It's gonna be a huge game. Everybody's gonna be dialed in. Everybody's gonna be focused. Even if it's messy in the first part of that game, when everybody comes down and get all the jitters and all the anger and stuff out of them and just settle down into this game, it's gonna be one heck of a game this week. I can't. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, when Pittsburgh play the Ravens, it's always, man, we're going to be in the cold tub the next week for a week. That's just <laughs> what it is, regardless on what the record is. The record would be 1-7, or we got we can both be 4-1. But once we meet up, man, we already know, man. Go ahead and get your massage lady or massage one massage, uh, massage person. Go ahead and get the cold tub ready for the next seven days. Go ahead and get your stretch person Absolutely. for the next seven days, because after the game, this is just what it's going to be. And by the way, have some Advil or some Tylenol because you're going to need it for the next three yeah. days. That's just what it is when Baltimore played when Baltimore played the yeah. Pittsburgh Phillies. It's always been the understanding that we don't like each other. We just got mutual respect for each other. Yeah, I always felt bad for the light-skinned players because they always end up with all these <laughs> home or something, you know what I mean? Like, like you remember, like, Potsy, like James Farrier? <laughs> hey, my son a mixed baby, and I tell I tell him all the time. I say, look, man, you you light skinned so you got to prove yourself a little bit different. Cause we be coming after y'all light skinned guys. He like yeah, that. Man. I already know. You can't be doing head and shoulders commercial, Troy. Oh, he de oh, he definitely gonna do that. <laughs> he on his way to doing that right now. The perspective I want to get from both of you is former players. Lamar Jackson has a two and three record against the Steelers. And Ike, I want to start with you from the defense per, uh, perspective. And then I want to get Daniel's perspective. How have the Steelers fared in slowing down Lamar Jackson? I don't think you can fully stop him, but what have the Steelers done to say we can at least slow him down compared to other teams in the league? TJ White, Alex Highsmith, you know, um, what what I what I what I think they just they Pittsburgh do a real good job of just keeping Lamar in the pocket, you know. So it's it's not it's not this week is not a sack a sack crazy week. This week is can Lamar throw interceptions? Let's keep him in the pocket kind of week, and that's how Pittsburgh been successful. Um, we 
we what Pittsburgh has done is we forced Lamar to pass. You know, let's stop the run. Let's force him to pass on third down situations. Let's keep him in the pocket. Um, but it's going to be very interesting this year because he definitely got a, def uh, a different offensive coordinator. And like D was saying, he got some weapons on the outside. This might be his best group of receivers that he's had. I ain't going to say group of receivers. This might be Lamar Jackson's best group this year. And um, when, when, you, when you got somebody like that, you can just see the maturity in Lamar. Even when he does run, he's, uh, he's conscious on instead of getting hit, he's starting to slide a little bit. You know, only time he really going to take it, though, if he's if he's close to that pot line, which I should expect, when he go, he might duck his head and try to get in the end zone. But other than that, outside the the red zone, you can tell Lamar, man, he understand how valuable he is to the team. And every time he do step outside, either he'll slide out of bounds or he'll slide on the field. So that's what I like about Lamar, as far as like the maturity level. And he's just the best player on the team, but he's just the the most complete, humble player on the team. And that's what makes Lamar so special. And my mom, but Pittsburgh always just have his number so far, man. They just keep, they tell him to stay in the pocket. You keep him in the pocket, we got action. But other than that, you let him get outside the pocket, Lamar is going to be Lamar, and that's what we don't want. Extending plays, making plays down the field. Um, John Madden, you on the field on Sunday. So that's what Pittsburgh, I think, just does better than most teams. They just know how to keep Lamar in the pocket. It's them dogs, man. Pittsburgh got them dogs too now. You know, y'all have always had some stud linebackers and some great DBs, man. And your, your D line ain't never been short of being awesome either, man. So when you got talent and you got you put together talent the way the Steelers, you know, front office do, man, and you got some guys out there that could freaking play ball. And, you know, I mean, I think I hit the nail on the head. Like Lamar's maturity has been you know, second to none. And you can see it. It's evident, you know, the way he plays the game and he's playing a little bit smarter. He's been hurt two years in a row, man, didn't finish the season. Mm -hmm. so you have to, and it's not like major injuries. You're talking about, you know, high ankle sprains and stuff like that, you know. So, um, you know, he has to protect himself and just take better care of himself. And you can just see it. I, I can guarantee you that emphasis is coming from Munkin. You know, like, hey, man, we got to keep you on the field. Without you, we're not the same team. You know, and, and that's important. He he knows exactly how important it is for him to be out there. And he's just been really, really, really smart. You know, you've seen the decisions he's made all year long. And he's smart enough to, to like, get down when he need to get down and get out of bounds when he need to get out of bounds. And when I, I notice when he run now, he's not so explosive right off the first three, three or four steps. Like, he's not trying to get out of there so fast. He's almost delayed. He's taking a couple hits behind the line of scrimmage, a couple sacks from behind. You know, cause he's just not trying to burst out of there like full speed like he had been in the past. And he's giving guys a chance to kind of dive on the back of his legs right now. So I think he'll clean some of that up and he'll continue to develop as this season goes on. And you'll see those same explosive plays that you've seen from him in the years past. You'll see them start to show up in week six, week seven, week eight and stuff like that. And Pittsburgh has always done a great job of containing quarterbacks, just like the Ravens have always done. And when you play against those high energy guys like Lamar, you know, you have to be conscious and corral them. And everybody just kind of got to stay in their lane. It's kind of like, if you really think about it, it's kind of like kickoff coverage. You know, you're, you're assigned lanes on kickoff. And then when you go out of your lane, somebody has to fill that gap. 
You know, and that's how defense is played when you play against Lamar with Pittsburgh. They're just smart, man. They got guys hanging back in the right spots, and they'll come up and fill those holes like safeties. And uh, it's been it's been amazing, man, just to kind of watch you guys develop as a program. And under Mike Tomlin, my old linebackers coach in Tampa Bay, I'm proud of Mike, man. He did a great job in Pittsburgh. I hope he continue to be there for a long time. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm certain he will be. I know there's a lot made of this week with the Steelers' offensive struggles with offensive coordinator Matt Canada, but I mean, we've talked to people throughout the league, and I, you know, I'll I'll say this: the consensus is, is if Mike Tomlin ever left Pittsburgh, he'd have a job with one of the other 31 teams by sundown on the same day. And it's like one thing, and I come and go on my soapbox here for just a second. Can he have a losing season first before anyone just wants to say like, "Oh, let's get him out of here"? I understand the frustrations. You haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 season, but. There are so many other franchises in the league that would love to be where the Steelers are at. That's not to say things can't be improved upon. But, like, could he have a losing season first before we want to run him out of town? I've seen a lot this week. And I'll land here. If the Steelers win this game, they're top of the division. Like, despite all the offensive struggles through four games, if you win this week, you're top of the AFC North. Hey, you know how it is, man. Pit- Pittsburgh still the fans. They spoiled. We spoiled them for a long time. Um, Coach T, I know for a fact, Coach T by himself going to win you three games. By by himself going to win you three games. And on, only two or three, only two or three coaches you can really say that for. You know, a lot of coaches, they can win games off of their roster, you know, and we can't knock that as an organization. But I'm talking about X's and O's, Mark. Coach, he's going to win three games for sure, maybe four, by himself, just by out-scheming and out-coaching whoever he's up against. That's just Coach T. And that verified that for me this offseason. I really got to see him work in his dungeon, so say. You know, so when I when I saw Coach T jumping out of scouting meeting, then after he jumping out of scouting meeting, he'll go back to his dungeon. Then after he go back to his dungeon, He'll meet with an offensive, defensive coordinator, see what they got going on for this upcoming season. Then after he do that, he's trying to sign free agents. Then after he signed free agents, he'll jump back into a meeting like he was bouncing around. And I'm like, man, this dude don't stop. This is a drug to Coach T. Coach T right. loves football. So when I saw Coach T this offseason really move like how he was moving, I'm like, man, this dude all the way different. And then I'll then I look back, I'm like, dang, he should have won Coach of the Year last year. You know, to go two and six, then finish off on nine and eight, man, everybody left in the right. You know, so I'm like, how many games Coach T won by on his own? You know how you know how hard it is going two and six in the NFL, starting off two and six and turning that thing and doing a whole 180 and going nine and eight. <laughs> man, that's that's some hell of a coaching. But that's start with your head, man. And that's Coach T. But then when I saw him this offseason and how he was moving. I said, man, this is unbelievable. I can't even believe this dude. I don't even know how he got the energy for it. And then you just sit down and talk to him. All he want to talk to is ball, ball, ball. That's all he want to talk about. He, he don't care about it. He don't know what's going on outside of football than football. He don't even know what day it is. He don't know what the world doing. Um, his wife got to keep him up to date. His sons and his daughter got to keep him up to date because all, all he want to do is just play. Talk football all damn day. You know, so I'm like, Dang, Coach T, man, like really do love. So when they when they get to talking about Coach T, I feel I kind of feel some kind of weight because I seen Me the too. man working action. Me too. Yeah, he wanted he wanted the ghost in this league, man. I mean, I take my hat off to him all the time, man. 
and he's he's a, a phenomenal talent. What you don't realize about like NFL coaches sometimes they got memories like elephants. You know, I've trained guys, I've coached guys, and you know they they've always told me that I've um I've probably forgotten more stuff than people know, and that's that's true when you start talking about. NFL coaches, head coaches, and Mike T is one of those guys. So, whether they rebound against the Ravens or not, we'll see. Ravens favored on the road this weekend. Ike, for me, it's going to be a lot of the same that we've seen in the last several weeks. Ball control game, line of scrimmage game, and this Steelers-Ravens rivalry always seems to come down the final player, the final few plays. And I don't see this one going any differently, despite the fact that it seems like the sky is falling in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin usually gets his team ready to go after what was, in my opinion, an embarrassing loss in week four to the Texans. I think the Steelers regroup this week. I really do. This week, regular practice went to training camp practice. You know, they say, so, you know, helmet, shoulder pads, full gear. You know, Coach T like taking care of his players. Coach T is a really understanding coach, and he like taking care of his players. But you know, when you don't take care of him, <laughs> it's back. It's back to me. And taking care of him is come going out and winning them ball games. And it was just the, it was just the physicality part, Mark. It was, it didn't look good, especially for, for for somebody who plays defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It wasn't a good look for me. I ain't even want to watch the game and keep it one hundred with you. Um, I was in and out a lot of games because I was frustrated. But Coach T, you know, just talking to the players, they went back to really full full padded practice on Wednesday. I know Coach T liked taking care of his players, but, you know, that didn't look good against Houston last week. Like we were talking about earlier doing our shows or Houston last week, man, they just – they was way more physical, and it was three or four guys rallying to one ball carrier. Pittsburgh didn't have that last week, and that's an attitude – and you got to have an attitude for that on defense, and you got to have a I'll be damned. You know, I'll be damned, a rookie quarterback. And I ain't saying nothing about C.J. Stroud because I think C.J. is going to be that guy for sure. But, you know, we used to lick our – not lick our chops. Um, we used to be like, I'll be damned if a rookie quarterback get off on us. Um, Coach LeBeau, send, our, send your dogs every day, all day. We don't want to give him no time. We don't want to give him no confidence. That's just a testament – on what Houston and what they got going on, I think they hit it on the head. They got the right guy. As far as like quarterback franchise guy, they stay healthy. Got some young wide receivers, pieces around him as well. But as far as like a Pittsburgh former player, especially on defense, you don't want to put that on tape. You know, you don't want to put that kind of um, not being physical on tape. Now, if, if you're going to just out scheme us and just beat us, y'all just going to beat us and we'll fight you after the game. That's just what it is. <laughs> but your, your, your defense ain't going to play. You're, you're not going to out-physical us, especially on the defensive side. You know, we, 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 take, we take pride in that, and that's what Pittsburgh didn't do in Houston. So we shall see this week. You know, it's, it's like going against the Ravens, if you're scared, just stay at the, stay, stay at the crib. Stay at home. Because this, this this the kind of game where, you know, you got to get a bigger mouthpiece. You got to pump a little bit more air in your helmet. You got to get bigger shoulder pads because it's going to be a car collision every play. That, that's just what it is when we play the Ravens. Um, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing pretty about this. You know, it's, it's, it's the, this game is like the Oklahoma drill, all game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so may the best man win. 
And I think Daniel's having connection issues, Ike. So I will go ahead and wrap. I do like the Steelers to take care of business this weekend against the Ravens, but we will see. Ike, we'll both be there too. Uh, I know there's going to be a tailgate outside of the stadium. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll both be at. So I'm excited to see you in the flesh. And uh, listen, man, my dad's pumped to meet you in person. I know we've talked a few times behind the scenes here on the pod, but uh, we are very excited to be at Acrosure Stadium this weekend in Pittsburgh, Ike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look. Man, listen here. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see you and Pops. I just pulled up the tickets, man. I just got the tickets sent to me. So as we were speaking, so you know, Pittsburgh had Ravens week, Pittsburgh divisional game. You know what time it is, man. But make sure y'all go to betonline.ag uh, on the Pittsburgh and Steelers Ravens game with just any sport, just in general, man. So y'all know we're doing um, with betonline.ag. And we want to thank Daniel, you know, Will Cox for coming yes. on the show, man, former player uh, for Tampa and, and with the Ravens. It's, it's an understanding that we don't like each other, but it's always respect. So we just keep it in the family with the Believe um, podcast. So we got to thank Daniel for coming on the show. Also, I want to thank Mark, too, my, uh, my co-host. Uh, he's been nothing but like a brother to me. So I want to appreciate you, too, Mark. And make sure y'all go, y'all go to YouTube and subscribe on our Pittsburgh Steelers Believe in podcast. Um, make sure y'all give us a five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. Want to thank the Believe in Steelers podcast. Want to thank Daniel Wilcox for coming on the show. Want to thank BetOnline.ag for always being with us since day one. Want to thank Mark, too, as well. Want to thank all the fans and listeners for tuning in to our show. I'm going to let Mark close it out. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, Ike. <laughs> yes, sir. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you to our guest, Daniel Wilcox. Enjoy Steelers and Ravens, NFL Week 5. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care. It's so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.